Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host Dave Elliott and I'm away for a couple of weeks so I'm releasing a few episodes of the Behind the Scenes podcast in place of the normal Geek Town radio show. I know we're heading towards Christmas but on this episode I wanted to take you back a few weeks to Halloween where I had the chance to chat with Alexandra Amick, editor of the wonderful Disney Plus special Muppets Haunted Mansion, along with the brilliantly fun Muppets Now. Muppets Haunted Mansion is, of course, set on Halloween night, where Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the Haunted Mansion, and it's inspired by all the Disney Haunted Mansion's attractions around the world. As a longtime collaborator and fan of the Muppets, Alexandra talks about the unique and creative creative challenges of editing these beloved puppets. The Muppets are known for their love of humour, which is often a product of many ad-libbed and off-the-script moments while filming. It was Alexandra and her team's job to select the best takes while keeping the overall narrative in mind. Additionally, the Muppets are obviously puppets, so they have inherent limitations on certain movements and angles they can be shot from, leading to a unique challenge for Alexandria and the team. If you haven't been to watch the special yet, I really urge you to go and check it out. It really is your favourite Muppet characters back on top form. I would also suggest checking out the wonderful Muppets Now, which is an unscripted sketch series featuring Kermit, Piggy, Gonzo, the Swedish chef, and a whole bunch of other Muppet characters and guest stars in something which has come the closest, I think, to the original beloved variety show, which those older listeners amongst you will grow up watching. If you'd like to hear more behind-the-scenes interviews, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast by searching for Geek Town Radio. This will also give you our weekly Geek Town Radio podcast, which brings you all the latest TV, film, and gaming news. You can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for daily news stories and all the latest UK and US TV. Premier dates. In addition to all that, up until the end of December, we have the 10th annual Geek Town Awards running on the site where you can vote for your favourite TV shows, films, and games of 2021. And you'll be in with a chance with winning a huge prize package of geeky goodies by entering. Just go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. Now, here's the interview with Alexandria Amick, editor of Muppets Haunted Mansion and Muppets Now. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you for spending a little bit of time to chat with me about Yeah, your thank you work. for having me. You're Thank very, you. very welcome. <laughs> we'll start off with a little bit of background about you first. How did you get into the industry? It was something that I always wanted to do. I was 11 years old and watched Lord of the Rings and said, that's it, that I want to do that. So I went to film school at uh, Florida State University and uh, left knowing that I wanted to be in post-production and being an editor. And I um, moved out to Los Angeles immediately. No job lined up. Just kind of went for it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very <laughs> looking back. I'm, wow. So brave. Um, but uh, I did a couple of odd jobs at first, just kind of script supervising or working on camera team, anything that I could get my hands on, really. But pretty quickly, I got an assistant editor job on a web series when those were still things <laughs> like 10 years ago. And then from there, I moved over to marketing. So like trailers and campaigns for Warner Brothers, Marvel, Disney, all that kind of stuff. Moved up and through the ranks, through the different levels of assistant editor and then became an editor and then got kind of more onto the like feature in TV in 2018 when I got brought on to Emma Tammy's uh, The Wind, a horror film. And then I did Muppets Now, the TV show. And then when Muppets Haunted Mansion came up, I said, hey, I have horror movie. I have Muppets TV show. So I feel like uh, I'm probably the person you're looking for to edit this Muppet horror. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a sort of seems like a sharp right turn to sort of yeah working your way up you get your first feature it's a horror then Muppets like is the step after that I know I know yes how did that come about because sure yes I've been working at a company called Soapbox Films for a really long time and um, they produced The Wind so it was their first feature to be produced And um, they asked me to come on board for that. So I was able to do that. And then in the next year, they also produced the Muppets TV show Muppets Now. And so it was like, okay, sure, you know, why not? And then they also produced Muppetani Mansion in a kind of different roundabout way. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, that's when I was like, hey, guys, you have worked with me on many things at this point. What's up? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, makes perfect sense. You've got the background of Muppets and you've got the background of horror. I can't imagine there are that many editors out there that have those two things in their their portfolio, you know? So... Yeah, kind of makes it was sense. Very specific niche for sure. Yeah, very, very. I watched it last night actually, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Muppets, and I <laughs> loved what they what you did with Muppets Mansion. It's just wonderful. It's kind of up there with Christmas Carol, which is like my favorite Aww, like Muppet thing of all time. Oh, uh, thank you so much. That's so great. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It was really fun and so crazy that it's their first Halloween special because yeah. you think that it would just may 
makes sense. But our director, Kirk Thatcher, has been I think it's like 30 years he's been trying to convince them to do it. And finally, the stars aligned. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kurt's got a bit of a background with like the Muppet stuff anyway, because he did Treasure Island and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of other things, didn't mm-hmm. he? So when it comes to actually editing Muppets, what are the challenges when you're dealing with like puppet characters? Yeah, basically, the footage is a lot more limited because what you can do with a puppet is a lot more limited. So most puppets end at the waist. Mm-hmm. So you can't just get a wide shot. You have to bring in a different puppet for that wide shot. And that puppet better have the same costume. And because it has legs on screen, that means you've got to have other puppeteers that has time and money on set implications, time and money in post-production implications. So they have to be very, very meticulous about what they want to shoot and how they frame it and all of that. And then also Muppets can't do everything that people do, no matter how, I mean, the performers are incredibly talented Mm -hmm. and the things that they are able to make those puppets do are incredible, but they can't turn a regular doorknob. They can't hold something with significant weight, you know? And so that all is cheated sometimes through great puppetry and onset special effects, but a lot of times it's editing around the fact that that didn't actually happen. So just the fact that they're bodiless <laughs> uh, things and not humans yeah. just really makes it um, a harder. But I think when it really comes down to it, it's really not that much different because every time you get footage, they don't get everything that you want, mm-hmm. you know, through just what naturally happens on set or what you naturally discover in the edit room and just being like, oh, well, wouldn't it be great if we could do this and this and this that no one ever thought about before. But unfortunately, they didn't get the coverage for that and that and that. So but that's just, and that's just everything. So sometimes it's more limited off the bat but you know that's what we do yeah great use of whatever they bring you that's exactly exactly yeah yeah Yeah. i mean the other thing which i I mean i don't know how much this happened with the haunted mansion particularly but they are well known for going kind of off script and ad-libbing quite a lot more so Mm -hmm. whilst the shots themselves might be a bit more static are you getting a lot more sort of takes and things that you can play around with and does that cause you problems because obviously you're working from a script so right yes absolutely yeah like i said the performers are so talented with the puppets but they're also just so talented improv artists they've been these characters for so long and so the dailies watching back normal dailies is normally pretty boring it's just take after take with no movie magic and anything like that but muppet dailies are so funny and and yeah so This was more scripted than other things that I've worked on for them, but that did not leave out any like they just went for it when they went for it. So, yeah, that does add difficulty because maybe they only said that joke in the close up or maybe they only said that joke in the wide and, you know, and so cutting for continuity that can get very difficult. And then also it just becomes difficult of choosing what joke is the funniest, (laughs) you know, which is a great problem to have obviously. And, um, and inevitably you have like five or six versions of a scene because everybody wants to see their favorite joke in there, (laughs) you (laughs) know, like, cause especially if you're on set, like, Oh man, when Pepe said this and then Will Arnett said that, and that can we see that? And I'm like, sure, here you go. And then someone else is like, but I like, 
laughed harder when he did this and did that and did that. So that becomes a challenge of kind of choosing what goes in it. But I think by that point, once I've actually managed to cut it together, we're not noticing that we're jumping around the room crazily and continuity and the scripted lines are all in there. We have to come back to story and character to decide what joke is in there, because that's really, you know, if maybe that ad lib was incredibly hilarious and would be so good to see, but at that point in the story would not make sense. Right. So we have to choose. And unfortunately that means that a lot of jokes end up on the cutting room floor, but you know, it makes it all the more fun to know that they're there. I think. Yes. These sort of outtake reels that you must be able to like put together from this sort of stuff must be hilarious. Oh, totally. And not always PG. Which is is problematic because you know you're dealing with Muppets and they've got to be child friendly but yes I can imagine there must be some hilarious like reels that go around between (laughs) you know in circles yes yes exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah where literally you hear someone off screen go can't say that cannot say that (laughs) and they go oh yeah 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 okay 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 and then they try something else Wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. that's fantastic. (laughs) So what scenes in particular in the show were either tricky or sort of interesting for you to edit and put together? The kind of back third of the special, kind of from when Pepe and Gonzo kind of split up and go their separate ways. Pepe goes to with the bride and Gonzo goes with the host to face his fears. That section was always intended, obviously, to have them split up and intercut between them. And it read really well. It felt like in the script, yes, this is when we should cut to here. This is when we should cut to here. This is what's happening in this room. This is what's happening in that room. But over the course of when it gets translated from script to set on and everyone's putting rewriting it and everything like that, things change on set and then things change again in the edit bay. And I think that section kind of all the way through the climax underwent a huge overhaul because we knew that it could could be better. Once we all got it together, it was like, okay, like what was scripted, what was shot was really, really good, but I think we can make it better. And so, Mm -hmm. but that's very hard to rip things apart and say, we're, we were going to cut out here, but we're going to cut out half of that dialogue and we're going to come back here. And then we're going to, we were going to cut over to Pepe during this scene, but I think we should cut over to Pepe during that scene. And so it's just this big puzzle. So that was, I think the most editorially challenging in terms of story and suspense and jokes because we're all over the place in tone. This is emotional climaxes, big fight with an axe, you know, monsters down a set of stairs, all these kinds of things going on. And a lot of those moments were found in the edit, which I thought was was very cool to have the, and I'm really proud of what we were able to achieve during that, knowing that it already started off really well. Yeah, I mean, it is quite amazing how different an edit can completely alter Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know any project i mean there's been numerous examples of that on screen and it's kind of interesting just just how dramatic the change can be from maybe what's on the scripted thing definitely um, when it comes to to editing something like that is it something that you kind of go i think this will work better this way and you kind of do it and go and show somebody or do you sort of run it past the director first or mm-hmm. how does that work it kind of depends 
this was a little different because we were all work from home. Mm -hmm. So normally I would be in an edit bay with someone at, you know, like when we're getting to that stage of the edit. And so I would most likely run it by them because they're sitting right next to me. But since I'm in my home office, they're in their home office, you know, it's very different. So I definitely, for some things, I just made the decision to do, but other times for more complicated sequences, especially after Gonzo kind of leaves room 999 and makes the decision to go and save Pepe, the intercut between him running in the hallways and up the stairs and then the wedding ceremony, that was very complicated. And we added a lot more back and forth. And so I sat with on Zoom calls with Andrew Williams, our EP, and we just kind of beaded it out and mm. talked about it and talked about it and sent him like little five minute clips of here's this section with this one. And it's like, well, maybe, but can we see it this way? And we just worked and worked and worked. So it kind of depends. Sometimes I just like to do it and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little bit of just like, I think this will work better. And <laughs> here you go. But, um, but I think that that is good because sometimes if you ask a director or producer, they might not see it the way that you do. And so, and so that opportunity might get shut down before they have a chance to see it realized. And so I think it's just, you have to know who you're working with and how they prefer to work, you know, but I think sometimes I'll just do it because I know it's going to be harder to explain and might get shut down before we get the chance to actually see that happening. Yeah. I mean, I suppose ultimately the worst they're likely to do is tell you to do it the other way. Exactly. Exactly. It's very low stakes, honestly. I mean, they might say, oh, no, 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 you know, but (laughs) you could, okay, great. Yeah. Then I guess we, then I guess we have to have a bigger conversation because, you know, know, but that opens up bigger conversations that are good to have about, you know, if I'm have the instinct to to move a scene this way, but someone else is having it to move another Mm -hmm. way, then we have to have those really great movie making conversations about why this disparate opinion is happening and how do we make it better and allow our audiences not to have this problem that we are right now. Yeah, exactly. When you get the footage for it, I mean, you're getting dailies, presumably, and putting stuff together from mm-hmm. that. But also with something like Horty mentioned, there's obviously a, a lot of VFX work having yes. to go into that because you're dealing with ghosts in yes. the, the thing. So what are you actually getting from that? <laughs> what are you actually putting together? Because is it like people yeah. in green morph suits? like such Yes, a, a, yeah. yes. Full body green morph suits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very confusing dailies, I'll be honest. Um, so um, they built a couple of sets. They built like the front kind of couple of graves of the graveyard scene on the exterior of the mansion. They built the seance room where Piggy is. Yeah. And they built the bride's attic. But everything else was either shot on a green screen or an AR wall, which is a giant LED screen interactive. So all of the sets were digital. Like the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So we had 
some dailies on a set, some dailies with a background, but then pretty much 90% of the characters in this thing were ghosts. And so then we're just given individual Muppets on green screen and you can't really tell what angle they're supposed to be shot from what the camera's moving towards them, but I don't know what it's moving towards Pat. You know, it, yeah. it was just extremely confusing, but I mean, we had really great script supervisor. We had a technical team that worked with the AR wall and like our art department had all of these diagrams beforehand. So we were able to kind of get a sense of what was going on, but it was an enormous technical undertaking. And for every shot that you see multiple ghosts in, I'm going through multiple takes per ghost, you know, per shot. And so it's that adds time and, and hair loss, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, it was, especially, I think the ballroom was the hardest. It had the most amount of ghosts. So I did the shot that you first come into the ballroom, like coming down from the ceiling, past the chandelier over the table through dancing Muppets. We just, they were all just hanging out on green screen and Kirk kind of pitched like, yeah, I think we should come down through here and maybe go across the table. And then like we see some dancing and then they're in the portraits and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. So (laughs) I was in contact with our VFX artist, Nick Lively, my post supervisor every single day, just kind of working through and working through. So those dailies were very confusing, but also So they were very freeing because like we talked about earlier, most of the time you have to cut them up at the waist because there are people there. Yeah. We had ghost tales. So it was a big meeting beforehand. It was like, okay, guys, <laughs> you can just put the Muppet anywhere because we're going to cover the end of that puppet with ghost tales. So it was really great. But also it was just like, oh my God, we have, uh, now we have all of the options. Yeah. What yeah. direction do we go in? Yeah. Wow. That scene had an awful lot of ghosts in it. I mean, that, that must, and if they're all individual as well, that yes. must have been. Yeah. The musical number was actually edited by, um, Jason Bierfeld, he did, we had an extremely tight turnaround. And so it was always intended that there would be someone to edit the musical numbers. And then I did all of the the story and that ballroom scene was, I mean, incredibly done. And that musical number already, I mean, like Kirk and everyone had a great vision for it beforehand, but then to fully realize it, Jason, that editor, he, wow. I mean, he went through a lot to get it there, but it looks so great. Yeah. I I could see why there were a few of you working on that. Cause I mean, that that would have been, yes, you have no hair by the end of that. If you have to do it on yourself. No, definitely (laughs) not. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very grateful to have had his help on that for sure. Yeah. Outside of the new special you mm-hmm. can work on Muppets now as well, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I mean, that was sort of the kind of big return of the Muppets to mm-hmm. a kind of show format, yes. in which they hadn't been in for a very long time. And you'd done a few bits and pieces with the Muppets before, hadn't you, mm-hmm. before you got to that? Yes. So how, how was it kind of approaching that and stitching that together? Because that was a lot of sort of, um, if I remember correctly, it was 
it's kind of like they're doing an online show and he's uploading clips, yes. isn't he? Yeah. So actually, I honestly don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but the original format was not what was scripted and what was shot was and what was edited for a very long time was not the format of the show that you oh. can see on Disney Plus. They were more individual shows by themselves, kind of ah. like. And then the decision was made to string them all together. And I think it was the right decision. Yes, um, definitely. And that decision came down kind of two days before we went into lockdown. And uh, none of the connective material was shot. None of the connective material was written. And other editors had worked on the individual segments. But at that point, it was all kind of handed off to me to do like final polishes. And then it was like, surprise, <laughs> everything, <laughs> surprise, everything's going to be in a 30, you know, like in, in, wow. uh, I don't remember how long, 20, 30 minute format. <laughs> and so it was an extreme challenge. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it's a lot of pressure, you know, when dealing with the Muppets in general and especially for something like that, where it was their return to TV, kind mm -hmm. of the sh their new show. I'm brought on much later in the process by the time that happens. And so my job is to make it what was shot as good as it can be mm -hmm. in the direction that directors, producers, studios want. And so, yeah, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of say in that, you know, it was just like, surprise, it's going to be this. Okay, <laughs> here we go. And I, I actually had a bit more input in that point because it was so like, okay, we're all going home. There's a deadly virus and we have to do this show. And it was just <laughs> Just like a couple of us at that point. And then it grew back to a regular size once we kind of figured it out. But yeah, I mean, it was a lot of pressure is what I'll say about that. Um, but I think it's good. It just means that the Muppets is a franchise that everyone loves. Yeah. And, and it's something that everyone feels very passionate about because it was very special to them and near and dear to them. So, you know, everybody has big opinions about everything that we do and good or bad. That means that they really care. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I, I actually really like what you put together for that. I thought it was mm -hmm. an interesting sort of take. I mean, I, w I would be very interested to see them go back to literally doing a sort of not a chat show, but like the, the, something yeah, the which variety is show, the, the variety show. show. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love them to do something like mm -hmm. that again. But I thought this is sort of the closest they've kind of got to it in a slightly in a more modern format. Yeah, I exactly. I, yeah, I agree. I think another thing, the Muppets have been around for so long. They can't keep doing the same things. They have yeah. to change. They have to evolve. And I think that this is what they can evolve into, especially we had everything, you know, all of that connective tissue between the sketches of the uploading the show and everything like that was all taking place in Zoom windows, which had <laughs> all of a sudden become our reality. And so yeah. we were like, OK, well, everyone's going to understand exactly why they're doing so many video calls instead of yeah. having them together. No, absolutely. I mean, I think particularly the time it dropped and like you say, you're in the middle of the pandemic. I think it worked really, really well. I, mm -hmm, I, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed that show. I thought it was, as I say, the closest you've got to the sort of classic Muppets, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love the haunted house thing as well. I thought, I, you know, the, Thank the you. specials. Yeah. I think it's just wonderful. Thank really you. Wonderful. Yeah, me too. So, we've got final two questions for you. So, the mm -hmm. first question is: What TV shows are you watching at the moment? I just finished Midnight Mass on Netflix. Yes. 
which whew, I loved it. Um, <laughs> and then I'm watching Succession. Right of now. course. Yes. yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you and everybody else. Are the I funny. know. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get back into Succession because it's just come back here and there's just yes. so many things. There. I have to watch so much TV. There's so much stuff around at the I moment. I know. So. There's so much. Yeah, I'm I'm behind on it. And my, my husband's fully caught up to date on it. Well, I guess not now since season three just started coming out. But yeah. he was fully up to date on it and he wanted me to catch up. And I realized that I had like 10 hours or something <laughs> to do it. And then this, this does not speak to the show at all, but I did fall asleep halfway through an episode, <laughs> not on the show at all, just on me. And I woke up and was very upset because I thought that I had checked a whole hour of like t- required TV viewing off my list and, and had to backtrack because <laughs> oh, no. it is so overwhelming with how much there is out there. Yeah, no, there is a crazy amount of stuff around mm-hmm. at the moment, particularly this time of year as yes. you know, it just gets more and more nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, the last question, if you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, can be something historical from the past, something present day or some sort of future genre and can't be something you've already worked on, what mm-hmm. would it be? I would die if I were able to work on the Lord of the Rings TV show. Because <laughs> 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 that is why I decided to get into the film industry was 11 year old me watching Fellowship of the ring Mm -hmm. and so if uh, i could work on something middle earth related (laughs) that would be very cool to me yeah i get that i mean the amount of interest around that show which is still what about a year away and we still don't know like a plot we kind of got vague ideas of where it's set exactly there's like no plot no exactly sort of details about it cast list but no idea who's playing who yeah yeah We've got a picture of a beautiful vista. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that many people have written many blog posts trying to dissect. Yeah. <laughs> but no. that's it, yeah. Yeah. So no, I it. hope, I, I have um, high hopes that it'll be great. Just because. Yes that particular franchise is near and dear to my heart yes so. yes <laughs> and and it's it's uh, coming to the uk for the next season as well they're moving from new zealand to the uk for the next yes, season. yes that's right that's so right so i'm yeah that that i'm kind of uh, I, I will have to see where they're filming because yeah you gotta get on set yeah, sneak yeah. on I'm, somehow <laughs> I, I will have to see where I, I imagine it's going to be kind of scotland or something yeah or, but, i would know, imagine because it's the vista it's not like you could do it in centre of London or something like that, is it really? <laughs> Not unless they've taken a lot of liberties. <laughs> No, I mean, you could use a virtual, I mean, you could use the virtual sets, I guess, but but that's, yeah. I, um, I the, uh, yeah. <laughs> we could go on speculating. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we can. But I've, anyway, I shall let you get back to your day and uh, mm-hmm. thank you for spending a little bit of time to chat with me. It's been really, really lovely. And uh, if you ever want to talk more Muppets or whatever else you're doing now, <laughs> we can talk again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a lovely rest of the day. Thank you. You too. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.